Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. Today, I had originally scheduled an episode that is completely different than this one, but after the shooting at Nashville's elementary school today, I couldn't help but to just share a quick prayer. It's not anything elaborate, but I think that it can be really challenging for us as parents to navigate something that hasn't been an issue or a struggle in generations past. And though it may have happened occasionally, it is nothing like what we're seeing now. Um, Jesse and I were just watching the news and I think they said there's somewhere upwards of 119 school shootings this school year, and it may even be more than that. And I cannot even begin to tell you what that does to my heart, as I'm sure it does the exact same thing to all of yours. And of course, we're in Nashville, so it feels close to home. Um, My boys' schools were on lockdown, and it's just a very jarring experience. And I'm sure that many of you have felt this or have had family members who have felt this. And I just think as believers that we are called not only to pray and to speak up because those are crucial, important things to do, but equally to act, to write letters, petitions we can sign, and doing things differently in our country. And when we look at these other countries that do not struggle with these mass shootings, they do not experience these mass shootings in vast numbers like we do, they're doing things differently. And while we love America, I am all American girl, I feel so strongly that this cannot continue because we are only seeing an upward trend of mass shootings that continue to happen and every year the numbers get larger. And so we can sit back and post on social, which is what I did, and feel helpless essentially Or we can do our best to put pen to paper and try to help and figure it out and live above reproach in that way. Equally, one thing I really just had heavy on my heart today was the power of the dinner table. And this is something that I've talked about long ago, actually. But one thing that I've seen in solid families, families who are close, families who remain close as the children get older, families who aren't afraid to have emotional conversations, honest conversations, the common theme a lot of the time is that those families have conversations around the dinner table. They don't have their screens. They don't have the TV on. They don't all eat in separate rooms because that creates division and it creates isolation and it creates this sense of distraction. And it's just really unhealthy, I believe, for our brains. Research actually shows that family dinners that are regular have so many benefits for children. There are benefits like improved academic performance, increased self-esteem, which self-esteem is such a big one when it comes to these children. It also helps to decrease risky behaviors like drug, alcohol use, etc. And so when we use dinner time meal time as a whole, as an opportunity to teach values to our children, such as compassion, kindness, talking to the kid at the table who doesn't have any friends around him. That's such a big one that we teach our boys. If you see someone who's alone, go and sit with them. Go and be with them and invite your friends to go and be with them. Be kind. Listen to their story. Ask them questions about themselves. And as you teach these things and as you emulate them around your own dinner table, 
you are going to help shape your children's future in some of the most positive ways. These shooters had families and these families may have done the right thing this whole time. And there could have been mental health issues or personal struggles that they couldn't overcome. And it is not to blame the family by any means. It is to say though, what can we do to do our best, to prevent these circumstances from happening, to prevent people from falling into this belief, this lie that the only way they have out is either suicide or mass murder. What is getting them there? And if I can do anything for this community, it's to point you to Jesus and to point you to fellowship and community and to point you to your family. Those are essential. They are essential to our walk as believers and I want to just encourage you. So if this isn't a habit that you've made and sitting down at your dinner table, it's one that my mom made and I'm so thankful for her setting that example because it's impacted me. I think back all the time to helping her in the kitchen, which cooking together, baking together creates connectedness. It creates a sense of purpose in children. It gives them a feeling of being included and involved, which actually helps them when it comes to eating meals that they normally wouldn't eat. If they're involved in the cooking process, it encourages them to try new things. There's so much connectedness that happens in the kitchen and around the table. And as I grew up, I felt that That even though my mom was a single mom working nine to five for so much of my life and she would come home and she always had dinner on the table and I am not her, okay? (laughs) My mom is superwoman. I have chicken nuggets on the table sometimes or lots of crockpot meals or Chick-fil-A, but no matter what it is, we are around the table and we are talking and we bake little desserts that may be from the box occasionally and it just is. It is, but it's still that connectedness that, again, I do not do perfectly, but it is something that I strive for regularly. And when we teach this connectedness, this understanding, when we're willing to ask our children questions about their days, about things that made them feel embarrassed or awkward or uncomfortable, we learn about their personalities, the things that trigger them. What made you angry today? What made you sad today? We learn about them and we see into their hearts, into their minds, and we're able to love them in a deeper way. And when our children witness these values in our home, they're more likely to exhibit them in interactions with their friends and with teachers and with their elders. And it creates such a positive trend in their lives of the ability to listen, to share, to have empathy. And when you're around your table, you really are teaching social skills. Like we've learned that our boys' friends will leave and our boys will not say goodbye. (laughs) They will just come inside and shut the door. And so around the dinner table tonight, we had a conversation where we said, hey, when your friends leave, you give them a high five or a hug or whatever you're comfortable with, or at least say, thanks so much for coming to my house. I'll see you later. And then walk them to the door or walk them to the backyard gate. Just show them that you're thankful for them being there. And that time around the table was a really good moment to teach that rather than being like, why aren't you walking your friend to the door? Why aren't you saying goodbye? You know, it's just, it's more connected. It's more loving. It's more calm. And when we have those regular family meals and discussions, our kids learn how to listen and also learn how to express their feelings and their thoughts and develop a sense of belonging and connection within their home, which is huge when it comes to the struggles that we see within the school systems. 
And so with that said, this is also a place that you can talk to your children about the shootings. You can talk to your children about mental illness. You can talk to your children about pain and suffering and hardship and eternity where there is no more pain or suffering. These are the moments that we connect. And so while it might seem scary to talk to our children because it's not something that we were talked to about a lot of the time, it is an opportunity for us to learn what our children need to hear from us, what kind of feelings that they're having about these certain situations. And it gives us the opportunity to research and ask questions and also admit that we don't have all of the answers, but that we can pray together because we do have a God who does. Our God sees all things. And while I struggle sometimes to understand why on earth these things continue happening and why he doesn't just come already, and I pray for that eagerly and I confess to him my struggles and my confusion about why these things keep happening, knowing that it's the darkness in the world, that it's not him, that he is only good, but God, help me. Help me to understand. Help me to love in the thick of it. Help me to worship you in the thick of it. Help me to point others to you in the thick of it. So with that said, I just want to share a quick prayer. I shared this on my Instagram at living easy with Lindsay, and I just felt like maybe it's something that you could pray over your family or with your family as you discuss and connect over the mourning and the loss of these children and adults. So let's pray. Lord, we remember those who have lost their lives to brutal violence today in Nashville. We lift up the families who are now forever changed by the grief and the loss, and we pray for peace for their hearts. As a nation, we pray for you to guide us away from paths of violence, but toward paths of your peace. We pray that you convict us to know you more deeply and to seek peaceful ways of resolving our differences while teaching our children how to do the same. Lord, give us the courage and the selflessness to reach out and connect with those who are struggling with mental illness and to those who feel lonely or broken. Lord, let our voices be raised loudly against senseless murder. Let our pens write letters demanding change. Let us flood our homes and our time at our dinner tables with words of love, hope, forgiveness, and your truth. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. I love you guys. Praying for you, praying for your families, praying for our nation. And I'm so thankful for all of you and always being willing to do the work, to love your people, to make disciples, to share truth openly, and to remember that our world is broken and in desperate need of a savior. So we must let our light shine like a lamp set on a hill so that people can see the goodness of God in the midst of the darkness. I love you guys. Bye.